This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I am your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Ricky Wimmer. What's up, guys? Thank you for not hey, he doing do what's it. up, what's up. He didn't do what's just, up, what's up. I was waiting to roast him, just, just completely <laughs> well, go after him. I got distracted. The camera's back, so I did the uh, finger guns instead. Keep the finger guns. Keep the finger guns. And I got Dave Oster to uh, to his, would that be left, right? To Stage my left. left. Yeah, to my, to my, to my right. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. this is the Fast Break Podcast. We're covering the possible Russell Westbrook trade. Should the Oklahoma City uh, Thunder trade Russell Westbrook since he will be a free agent after this season? And since KD left, should they just com- go complete rebuild mode? We're going to be talking about the Sacramento Kings possibly looking into a Rudy Gay trade. And we'll also be going into the Summer League. Utah and Orlando has wrapped up and Las Vegas just got underway. You didn't mention the most important part. What's the most important part? They can see us. Well, yeah, they they're can not see us. on SoundCloud. They've been they've been asking for it. They've well, been asking, they've been for, asking for it back. And if you've the, the the kind of general answer I've been giving is check out the onside kick from last week because me and Mark kind of go over it. We don't got enough time to edit everything, so it's just going to be one podcast a week. Yeah. Do we know which one it'll be that week? No, but it'll be fun. Yeah, and maybe it will be fast break most of the time. Maybe. I mean, you guys because do love us the most, Ricky right? Does, yeah, we, we, do, we do pretty well uh, outside of all the podcasts. I don't know. We're getting into football season. Yeah, Got to yeah. the kick some love. Fast break's better. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get into the Russell Westbrook talk. You know, we obviously know KD left in, on July 4th to the Golden State Warriors, and now Russell Westbrook is basically on his own island in Oklahoma City, and the question is, with his free agency looming, should they, you know, just go all in like they did with KD and just try to re-sign him back? Or should they just try to get some assets in case Russell comes back? Because, you know, if, if the sources was right or not, you know, KD was leading 90% to OKC and they might not have been thinking that he was going to be going. You trade him now. You, you trade pull him the trigger right, right now? You pull it right now. Because if I'm an OKC fan and I'm hearing reports of, well, we really want to hang on to Russell Westbrook. You know what that tells me? I'm a Bulls fan. How did that work for us with Paul? No, Paul uh, is part of the plan, Ricky. He is part of the plan. And then he leaves. That's going to happen with Russell Westbrook. He is going west I don't, to L.A. I think, I, I think I think. in the beginning of the season he was a part of the plan. But then by midseason, I think just Garpax couldn't pull the trigger. At the trade think, deadline, they that said was their fault. he's yeah. a part. He, oh, he's a part of the plan. I, he's a part of the I think future. that's just so they didn't get, get roasted there. Uh, with, yeah, with they had Ru- to make the effort for the playoff push. With yeah. Russell Westbrook. I trade him right now because you don't want to risk a freak injury. You want to get as much as you can get for him. So, and so you think there's zero chance that if he went for agency, he would return to OKC? I think there's no chance at this point. Especially really? if this, because this team, the way you got to think about it, and I know that Billy, it's they have Billy Donovan this year, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I know like Stephen Adams stepped up in the playoffs, but the one thing you got to look at is. This team two years ago didn't have KD for most of the year because of foot injury. Did they make the playoffs? No, but no. was this team the same team as it is now? No, it's, I, they've obviously I, gotten and better. And I know it's a different, it's yeah, a different. They've moved team, a lot of pieces out. But after looking at that, I'm starting to think like, shit, is this a team that's not one through four? Are they five through eight in the West? They could be slipping. I mean, the, the good thing is, out of all you know, the big superstars in the league, Russ is one of those guys who can take over a game. We've seen that out of him when KD was out. He has that mindset, that leadership quality to him. The problem is when it comes to choke time, maybe now that there's not a B option on that team, now that it's just it's me or nothing, Mm -hmm. maybe he'll take that as a step forward and he'll just kill the end of the game. And that's what you have to hope for as an OKC fan is that he can now take over. He is your one and only source for how to to close out a game. Mm -hmm. And I think, look, he's going to put up a 
absolute stupid amount of stats. I mean, Oladipo coming there is great. And moving out Abaka, so now they've got a little bit better spacing. Look, this team is going to be his to mold, his to do whatever he wants to with if he stays for the season. And I want to mention that molding thing. Adrian Wojnarowski said that the Oklahoma City, he said this on the herd, that they're not going to be looking to trade uh, Russell Westbrook. They're not even going to be you know really entertaining offers. And if you look at this, this team, that, how it's composed right now, you got Sabonis, who's 20 years old. Adams is 22, Waiters is 24. We, you know they haven't officially signed him back, but you know they do have Likely, r- restricted yeah. free agency on him, so they can they can bring him back. Uh, Cameron Payne, who's 21 and killing in the summer league. Oladipo's 24, Christian's 23, Cantor's 23, Roberson's 24, Eustace is 24, McGarry's 24. They have the young talent. They got a prime superstar in Russell Westbrook, and they have their first and second round picks, and they have a protected Boston second and Memphis second. So they do have draft picks, so they can still retool and rebuild. Yeah, they, for this in, team in a couple is. Of years. I think this team is set up the. the big question like you said ricky is will he come back given the opportunity or will he get drawn in by another team this offseason i mean the the thing is they can always offer him the most money because Mm -hmm. he they have his rights so it comes down to are they going to give him the best opportunity to win or is he just looking for i want to go somewhere where i want to have fun where i want to be a public Mm -hmm. image you know get my face out there this is what i kind of see and this is what i'm thinking right now is like Kind of an early kind of looking into my crystal ball. Okay. We were talking before the podcast, Dave, kind of about draft of last year. And the one thing we mentioned with the Lakers was, I'm like, they got to keep their top three pick because if they fall out of the top three, it's bye-bye. And you went, oh, well, that's going to happen because they're going to be four through 30. Yeah, I would like to see them four through 30. I don't think they're going to be that bad. And for me, if I'm a Laker fan, if I'm in the Laker organization, you're then fine with that. If you can nab a Russell Westbrook in free agency, and I think what may happen is that Laker team is good. Are they good enough to make the playoffs? No. But then they grab a Russell Westbrook because he's like, man, there's something going there, and I want to go back to where I played my college ball. I want to go back home to California. uh, D'Angelo get traded. This Thunder team, like, I know with me, I said, you got to trade them right now. I know they're not going to do that. At the trade deadline, though, you have to let this guy go because you don't want the— you can sit there and go, oh, well, it's a 90% chance he stays. Well, like you said, Sean, (laughs) it was a 90% chance that KD was going to stay, and Sam Presti even said, you know what, we were even—we knew this was going to happen. And they left and left some people in um, the Hamptons to kind of finish the job. Like, they knew he was leaving— well, this could happen again. And if you're the Thunder, if you're a Thunder fan, you've already gone through this once. Do you want to go through it again and not get anything for this guy? But, I mean, if they're saying they're not going to trade him, do you think they have more confident that they can sign Russ back? Because maybe, you know, the whole thing with KD is that he didn't want to be, you know, playing second fiddle. I mean, now you know now he's going to the Warriors where he's right. probably playing like third or, or you know, he's, he's going to be competing with all these superstars yeah. here. But, you know, it, with Russ, it was kind of they're battling on who's going to be the number one where the Warriors kind of mentality is, you know, no one's the number one. Everyone's just to get together right. equal. Uh, but with, with with Oklahoma City, do you, do you think now that Russ is the number one, and it's basically kind of like the Jimmy Butler, Derrick Rose thing, where they moved one, or you know, not by choice, but you know, one's gone. Mm-hmm. Now one can finally get the pressure off of who's gonna, you know, can I make this last shot? Can I prove that I'm the number one and it's, just be playing the way you know he he can? It's the mindset of the player, Dave. That's it really it comes is. down to it. But it, but you say mindset of the player. When KD was no, out, no. he had like four straight yeah, double doubles. He think, lit it up. Think triple about double. this. Triple double. I'm think sorry. about yeah. this. We had, before KD made his decision, a close friend of his, oh, he's 90% going to stay. 
think back to the decision with LeBron. He said he woke up that day and didn't really know which side he was going to pick. Yeah. These players are, and I'm not going to say they're finicky, but they're kind of swayed easily. And when they get to this decision, we've seen it time and time again where it's like they can make a quick, they could be thinking one way all the way, and then one thing, boom, and they switch. Yeah, I, I think the thing that OKC has going for them, though, in order to keep Russell Westbrook is the fact that this next offseason is like going to have a ton, a ton of quality free agents. So not only can you re- keep Russ there, you can go out and sign him a two. You can sign him mm-hmm. a second guy to play with Are they on a good be able contract. To recruit someone though, or they're going to have to pay out for Oladipo. It depends. Mm-hmm. On, Oladipo is a big question mark. Is if he performs very well this year, he's going to get paid by them and come back. If he doesn't, they can go out and find a better piece that works better with Russ. Well, and, I want to I yeah. throw this question at you for OKC. Yep. Let's say they want to sign someone. Then they want to bring in a max deal. If you're Russell Westbrook, can you? recruit someone to play in OKC. Yeah, they've got a great fan base. I'm not knocking them, but you got to go back. If I'm choosing living in LA and living in OKC, I'm going to yep. pick LA all day every day. Well, yeah. If I'm picking New York or OKC, I'll pick New York. If I'm picking Chicago or <laughs> OKC, okay, we'll I'll pick it. Chicago. Yeah, obviously, obviously they're not, you know, a top market yeah. destination. It, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, we get that, but it's maybe more of you know how you know how how this team looks for the future. I mean, what if a player really does want to play with Russell Westbrook? What if a t- player really wants to play with Victor Oladipo? What if a player is a former Florida player that was coached under Billy Donovan? Kind of like the yeah, everybody has their own situation. reasons you can pull somebody in for. Exactly. Maybe maybe you know a guy played with Russ on a, on a national team, or maybe I don't think Caleb's a free agent, but maybe you know they have the UCLA connection. Maybe maybe there's something there, or maybe they're from Oklahoma. I mean, obviously there's 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 a lot of stuff there. I know Blake Griffin. I'm not saying Blake Griffin's going to the Thunder here, but you know he did. Play Plays mm-hmm. ball at Oklahoma. Maybe he wants to go back there. I'm not saying you know Oklahoma is a better destination, but you know I, I I see your point of how can they bring in a, a superstar? Maybe they do have to trade for one, uh, you know, to to bring one in, kind of like what they did with Victor Oladipo. Well, because when you look at it, this is not a team that was built off of let's get free agents to come here. Durant was homegrown. Westbrook was homegrown. Harden was homegrown. Well, they're like the all Spurs. The, yeah, yeah, all these guys were drafted and built up. Maybe you have to go back to that, but I think that is going to be a key hurdle for them because who's going to want to go to OKC over a primetime destination? Well, if they want to win. Destination versus winning. I mean, look, Russell's going to put up 30, 10, and 10 probably this year because Mm -hmm. who else is going to fill that stat sheet? I mean, he has an opportunity to have a monster year, be MVP quality. It just comes down to the guys around him and if they mesh because, look, Russ on his own. I feel like Katie was like a calming presence to that locker room mm-hmm. because Russ seems. I mean, he's he's. I don't want to say immature, but he's super passionate. He's fiery. He's fiery. Yeah. So he can go up there and get people fired up in a similar line to Kobe. But the question is, Kobe always had that guy, that mm-hmm. secondary guy, to talk the team in, like kind of calm everybody, get together. I don't know who's gonna do that. Who's gonna stand next to Russ and be like, dude, you got you got to chill for a bit. There's nobody there to keep him it's in line be, anymore. Is it going to be the stash? So I mean, it's it's got to be Adams the stash. Adams is going to be Cantor. Yeah, maybe maybe well maybe he's just got but, muscle. Maybe he's maybe there's no one to call him but down. But that's the question. Like, full I, fire. I have to wonder. I got like, it. You know who could be Cameron Payne? They're the ones doing all the dances before the games, <laughs> doing that little handshake. That who was it from the Mavericks that kept trying to interrupt Villanueva? Yeah, Villanueva. Yeah. Kept trying to interrupt. Like maybe he can be the calming. But I, I feel too. like somebody needs to step in there because otherwise I'm concerned. Like if they start to lose a couple games here and there. 
Wes is going to go off, and mm-hmm. it's not going to be pretty for anybody. Yeah, and, and the thing with, with OKC, I mean, obviously they're not done. Obviously, free agents still in full swing. I mean, you know, obviously the bigger names have fallen, but, you know, they do have some money left over, and if they do want to get a guy, you know, a, a veteran out there to kind of fill that gap of a guy who can kind of be a calming presence. Yeah, because you mentioned, like, everybody on the team is under, like, 25, pretty much. Yeah. So it wouldn't hurt to get somebody in there with some age. I mean, we saw that. I mean, I'm not comparing it directly, but we saw the 76ers without veteran leadership, like, imploded. Like, the the kids were running the locker room. Things were horrible. Like, Ja was getting, like, you know, arrested. He's in street fights and shit. Like, this is ridiculous. So they brought in, like, Elton Brand and mm-hmm. a couple older guys, and, like, that, that settled the locker room down. I think OKC probably needs one or two of those, like, Vet minimum guys just to just to have good locker room guys to bring it together like Meta World Peace like Meta like Meta World Peace that'd be perfect yeah I mean but with OKC I mean I don't think they should trade Russ I, I think I think if they have a, a very good uh, idea that Russ is going to stay I think that they can they they shouldn't trade him if you don't have to get rid of him and you, and obviously if yeah. he's like I'm not signing and this is before the trade deadline then then obviously you trade yeah, him unless away. he comes out and says that specifically I'm holding on to him and maybe unless they he's hundred percent. Get rid of him, and maybe he works out a deal in the middle of the season because James Harden just worked out a, 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 to renegotiate his contract to extend him for four years. Maybe they do something like that uh, to to make sure that he does stay. But I kind of see Oklahoma City kind of going in the route of Dallas and how Dallas didn't have a superstar next to Dirk when they won their cha- when they won their championship. It was Dirk, and then they just had a lot of veteran like Tyson guys. Chandler, and Tyson and Chandler, like Jason Kidd, four, yeah. yeah, Jason Terry. You know, they have a lot of solid past your prime vets, and they were able to contribute on a very high level that season exactly so maybe they look for guys like that i mean they are a younger team so maybe they're they're they've youth got time really you helps. said they still have all their draft picks and then mm-hmm. some so look they've got pieces they i think okc will be fine moving forward it's just i don't want them to make that snap judgment like ricky's suggesting and be like fucking pull the trigger get him out of here let's rebuild mode and, and what no, it's you not got... rebuild mode it's just a fact of i i don't think he's gonna stay i don't think anything is going to get him to say sure let me sign up him, for more years Him being here. the man. I, I think that would definitely help him. Nope. I think he leaves at the end of the season. And if I'm the you OKC think, Thunder, you get rid of him because he ain't staying. You don't think Russ has that? Well, we kind of talked to him when we compared to Kobe. Kobe wanted to be the guy. Kobe was the guy. You don't think he has a yeah, similar him mentality Shaq, of him wanting to be the guy? down about it until yeah. Shaq eventually got chosen. You know, uh, we're going to move with Kobe for. And, here's, and here's now there's the murmurs that. Here, here's the difference between this Thunder team and that Laker team. Kobe and Shaq were coming off some titles by I that know. point, and the Thunder haven't won anything. Right. Yeah, but they're still. They're, I mean, KD and, and Russ were still fighting. Like, who's going to be their number one? Now, Russ is the clear number one. You don't think that kind of go, plays into this decision where you know he's beloved by this fan base. He is the number one guy. They have faith in him. He's going to be the guy who they go to for every single decision. You don't think that helps him at all? I'm going to throw this out. I there. think he's going to love it. I'm going to throw this out there. Couldn't win it with KD. What makes you think you can win it by yourself? What if it's not about winning? What if it's about literally just building a legacy? I'm, I'm not saying. You know, what, you, what if he wants to? You can't throw the L word out there without <laughs> thinking of rings, man. No, the, you can't. The thing, age, the thing that builds the legacy is how many rings you have. Like you can hate or yeah. love that comparison, but th- that is what legacy comes down to. How many rings do you have? I'm just saying you could still be beloved in a city, and you could oh, still you be can. still be. I mean. You could still be seen as one of the best players yeah, of all time. He, yeah, it's like you in New York. I Elgin mean, Baylor never won a ring. He's still considered one of the best players of all time. Yeah, but yeah. he, I think Russell Westbrook is going to. You ask any player if they say, you know what, man, I wasn't worried about getting a ring. I just wanted to play here. Bull fucking shit. You want a ring. Everybody. Well, I'm wants not saying a ring. he doesn't want a ring. I'm no, not saying I know that. that. And Russ I think want a because ring. he wants that but being ring, handed he's the king, sit there. Being handed the key, the keys to the kingdom in OKC, and this is this is your team. 
This this is all in your hands. It's You're going to make this work, and you can drive this team as far as you want to take it. It's all going to be if he thinks, I can win a championship here. That's going to be the only factor if he well, stays. What makes L.A. better than that? Because, I mean, they already have D'Angelo Russell. I mean, I know it's his hometown. or You know, it's, it's his home it's, uh, it's his home state, obviously. Yeah. I think he's from Long Beach. I don't think he's from yeah, L.A. Long but Beach, you're correct. But, um, you know, with Russ, I mean, they, they already have D'Angelo Russell there. I, I know Clarkson, maybe they move Russ to the two and they have Westbrook they move come to, Westbrook to the one. to the two. But he's going to be he's going to be the prime ball handler, I, and, then, and then you're probably going to have another situation where who's the guy then? If if you know Russ, uh, if D'Angelo Russell wants to be the the guy there, and, and, and Russ is coming in. And here's the thing about the I love that you brought up the here's the guy conversation because this past week on um, any given Wednesday, yeah. Bill Simmons he had um, Anthony Anderson, I think is his yeah, name, Anthony Anderson and Chris Bosh, yeah. and Bosch. I fucking Bosch. love I love. What Bosch said because they're talking about like legacy, why KD left, and Bill Simmons is like, just give me something. Yeah, why did he leave? And Bosch was like, well, you know, it was it was D Wade's team when LeBron came in, but it didn't end like that. It ended as LeBron's team, and he yeah. goes, that doesn't happen overnight. A coach can't tell you that. Pat Riley couldn't be like, hey, mm-hmm. it's your team now. He's like, that was a conversation that had to go on between those two guys, and it has to get settled out. I see the same thing with the Bulls, with Rondo going, hey, you know what, we got three alphas, but it's Jimmy's team. Because in the end, it's like, who fucking gives a shit? You know what, just so these people uh, shut no, up, no, they give a shit. Team. They give a shit. It's and, your team. And as far as maturity levels are concerned, I'm impressed that you put Rondo in that conversation. No, no, no. <laughs> Rondo it wants to be his team. But, I mean, with that Heat team, you look back, and I think Wade at that point was like, fuck it, whatever. It's Wade your, was just there to win your rings. Team. I just like, want to hey, win rings. And Russell Westbrook, the thing I think is going to happen is he's going to look and say, hey, you know what? This is a great city. This is a great atmosphere, but I can't win here. I'm going to try to win okay. somewhere else. Because now, if he's going to struggle and you say, oh, well, that Lakers team may not be anywhere to win him a ring. I'm not what, saying that. I said they're going to be a playoff team. What so. seems <laughs> more appealing to you? Losing in OKC or losing in the Staples Center and actually Lo- having that losing crowd. in a bigger market where they are a critical media where they are you're coming in as a big free agent signing and you not the doing exactly the yeah. expectation is higher in OKC there is not really an expectation you're staying you're beloved you're in a, a city that you've been in there for seven years you really they've seen you grown you are the guy if you're not winning well it's not oh Russ can't win it it's Russ doesn't have any help it's not Russ can't yeah, win it it's, it, he would have won it if KD left right and that's that's the thing they can always point back to well if katie didn't leave they could on this they could it's on not that. russ's fault it's yeah, katie's fault but it's not russ's fault it's the front office's fault as far as like a one-man team it reminds me of dirk earlier in his career it was it was always dirk could carry that team so far but he could never finish it until they brought in that veteran core around mm-hmm. him to just stable everything up uh with russ in okc i think that because it's a young core he can kind of get them all he can get their buy-in much easier he, if there's, you know, they toss in a veteran or something on top, like, look, that team will follow him. It's not a problem unless he goes, like, absolutely psycho and punches mm-hmm. out a teammate. Like, this is his team. And I think that as far as a building block goes, OKC is as good of a place as any. And I think most of these players already know that this is Russ's team. I mean, uh, last yeah, year. Yeah, who's going to challenge you? You just trade off your Two and three. Yeah, and most of these guys have, <laughs> already, one and three, have, already, say. have already played with them, really. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I mean outside of Sabonis a, and outside of uh, Oladipo. Like it's not the Stash's team. No, well, if, oh, he, okay. if he gives you any flack, you just got to kick him in the balls and he knows how that feels. Oh. 
Anyways, oh. that's uh, how you get them to get them to shut up. I think Adams is more just worried about being the stash brother, and not not being the number one. I think I think he get, he he's uh, a stash the, brother. The stash brothers. Okay, <laughs> who's the other stash brother? Cancer. Does Cantor have a stash? You don't remember that? They made no, t-shirts. I don't, re- I don't remember the stash. <laughs> I only remember the stash that needed The stash wax? Yep, the wax. That's what it is. Will Russell Westbrook be a Thunder next year? Nope. Trade him at least by be the deadline. The He's gone. <laughs> he He'll be a Thunder. He's going to get traded. Well, he, is he getting a trade this year? They should, they should trade him at the deadline because he's going to sign somewhere else. Where is he going to sign? Feel. L.A. We're, all right, I got him thoughts? sticking in OKC. I, I think that he's going to rise to this uh, challenge, be the alpha male, and take over. We agree. Podcast coming to your uh, to your uh, <laughs> SoundCloud coming to, coming soon. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I think I think right now in the situation where Sam Presti is like because Sam Presti already saw this happen. Sam Presti saw you know a, a superstar leave and he saw not getting anything in return from him. He saw the heartbreak of the fans. He saw all this. If he wasn't sure that Russ would be staying. Then I don't think he would he would take a chance on it. I think he would be. I, I think he would definitely be considering trades right now. Well, and right so now, from, right from now, what it sounds, you feel like is, it doesn't sound like that. Right now, you're like, okay, no, no, we can still get him to stay. When we get to that trade deadline, though, when it's like, if OKC uh, isn't in the top four, what if this team uh, is in the top four? What if this team is in the top five? What if they're in a really tight playoff race? Yeah. To me, it all comes up to okay. Well, we may make the playoffs. How far are we going to go? Because if, like I said earlier. Unless he's a hundred percent going to stay, that's what I'm saying. No. At that tread deadline, I ship him that's off what because I got to get something for him. Sam, I feel like but, Sam Presti would, but is already not kicking the nuts to the entire fan base of that city, being like, "So we're not going to win a championship this year." So I shipped off our best chance for the future. What would be a bigger but kick in the nuts is, is if he leaves again for nothing. My and thing, you get KD 2.0. That's what I'm saying. Is Sam Presti already saw the heartbreak? In this city of KD leaving, he saw mm-hmm. you know them being so close to resigning him and bringing him back. Get something for him. So we're saying leaving for nothing saying. is worse but, than trading him if you're in the playoff run. But my thing, but my thing is more <laughs> of you know it, it, it's not really they would have traded him right now if is if they if, if the they season were 100%. starts he's still in the thunder I, he's going to end the season on the thunder. I feel Sam Presti is still I, I think he's a hundred percent that Russ is going to stay. If he wasn't a hundred percent, I think there'd be trade talks right now because I don't think he wants this team or this city going down the same road i think he now, wants how do you find equal value for russell westbrook you, you can't you can't that's the thing that's the hard thing about trading him. You, you're not going to be able to find equal value i mean really the only team that could probably offer it up is a team like the 76ers who have a ton of draft picks or the, the boston celtics i think those are the only teams that can really offer you close to fair value or so, something near close value i mean you got to look at you got to look at a team like or maybe you know maybe a team like the timberwolves who can offer up like an andrew wiggins like you need a guy who's going to be a future superstar to f- fill in for a top five player in the NBA. And I think Sam Presti knows that. And I think Sam Presti's like, well, we're, we're going to need to sell high on him. And, and, and if we're, he's not 100% on saying we cannot do this to the city again. We need to get him out before he just leaves for nothing. I, I, I think Sam Presti's a smart enough GM not to do that for, to his fans. I think he's a smart enough GM to do that, not to do that to his team again. I think he, he's already been bitten before by KD, and I don't think he wants that to happen again. So I, I, I don't see him. I, I don't see. Uh, Russ leaving OKC, whether it's in free agency or whether it's a trade, I think I think he's going to be back, and I think he wants to be the guy in OKC. I think he wants to be remembered as the guy. And, and yeah, they might not have a great ch- championship shot in the next three years or next two years, but they will. I, I feel like they will, he, Russ will be able to push them to that championship level or to the top of the Western Conference again, and maybe be competing with the Warriors. Is this some sick like? continuation of the Seattle Supersonics luck where it's like you had Sean Kemp, you had Gary Payton Payton together. You couldn't win a championship. Then one shipped off. Then the other. 
And now you've got Russell Westbrook. You've got Kevin Durant. And you couldn't win a championship. And each time, and also, each time, who did they run into? The best player of that era. Also, real quick, John Stockton and Carl Malone, you're saying they don't have legacies in Utah? You're saying they don't have legacies in the NBA? They never won a ring. Yeah. The the I just want to bring that up there. Elgin okay, Baylor, too. There's like, a lot of great the man, didn't win a ring. The mailman is a great, but when you're ranking them overall, I'm putting guys like he's, you think of the guys that win the down. ring first. You think of those guys that win the ring. And it's like one of those if you could ask Carl Malone if he'd give up all the accolades he has just for one ring. I bet most guys would say oh, sure. I'm not saying I'm I just not, want that I'm one. not saying they would rather you know win or win a championship. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they still have legacies. Yeah. I'm still saying I would their legacies be, be better with a ring? Yes, but I'm still saying they have legacies also, as one of the greatest players of all time. Also, what we talked about in the KD special podcast was this whole newer era of NBA players where we see LeBron leave, now KD leave and it players are more easier. actively moving. That's why I stick right now and say Westbrook is leaving unless you can say Westbrook we to the have Cavs. a legit title shot. Fight the super team. Out of pure spite for KD, he joins the Cavaliers. Could Shit. they work a trade out for Love and then some players and get him on that team? That's not not for a trade value at all. I love K-Love. Not for love, a trade value. first for, and, you know. Well, you're getting 19 you're first probably. Two like, firsts. Yeah, you need, you, need two to, firsts. you need to back up a truck. Love two firsts and, like, somebody else to balance out a contract? That, why not? Pull the trigger on that shit. I would love to see Kyrie and you Westbrook. Think, you think K-Love and two firsts is an, K-Love and basically 230, 230 overall picks or 29 overall picks is worth Russell Westbrook? Mm, no, you're right. See? Yeah, that hurts. This, it's not like a top five pick here. Yeah. This isn't like you know old old Cleveland offering up a, a softball Test JR in there. There you go. A shirtless JR. Sure comes separate. Dave and I agree. Shocker that he's going to stay in OKC. Ricky uh, is thinking well, he's going see, to he's LA. Gonna leave. He's going to be shipping off. It's going to be scarier for OKC. Maybe he'll be shipping up to Boston. Maybe. He could. All right, but let's move on to... Uh, Could go to Miami, too. Let's move on to the second topic. We'll, we'll, we don't know yet. We'll have to... We'll, I know. We'll be talking about There's this. There's a ton of teams he could go to. Remind me in 360 yeah. days that uh, Russell Westbrook uh, for agency talk is going to be happening. Only a five-day subtraction on that one. Yep. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so let's go move on to our second topic. And uh, Sacramento Kings are in trade talks. Again, uh, Rudy surprise, surprise. being shopped by the Kings. Uh, Costas Kufos being shopped by the Kings. And Ben McLemore also being shopped by the Twins. Uh, twins. Uh, <laughs> twins. The Kings uh, reported by Mark Stein of ESPN. Uh, do you think it's the right move for Sacramento to move gay? Uh, yeah. Does eh. it matter? No, it doesn't. Really? You're they just... suck anyways, right? But but they your, need... bulls are, your bulls are in talk to get gay. The, I feel like the bulls and the kings just have an open line of communication at all times. Like, so you think yeah, that's too bad for me? Yeah, too bad for I don't. For is it, is yeah. it one of those things where the only reason if I'm the bulls, I'm talking to the kings about a trade? Okay, who out of these list of players can I send you to where you get outside the top 10? Because that needs to happen this year. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. If I'm the Bulls trading for okay, you don't think Gay can do it? Here, I'll send you this guy. I'll send you Tony Snell. I'll send you this crap that probably will keep you in the top They're, they're trying. Still. But, I mean, really, are any of those guys better than Rudy Gay? No, they're not. So, Rudy Gay, pure score. Uh, I think he, he's still a good player. He just needs to find a team that is only looking for scoring. But then again, if the Bulls add him on, Rudy Gay's not the best perimeter shooter. This no. guy's not shooting 40% from three. He's better than he is. If you, if you add up all of their all of the Rondo, Wade, and Butler's three point shot, I think they combine to shoot fifty two percent. They combine to shoot fifty two percent. I think I think Gay shoots around thirty seven. I'm not, I'm not thirty four exactly sure. last year. Thirty four. So he's worse. Rondo shot thirty six. 
Ron, so, I mean, you're not going to have any spacing on this goddamn team unless you're bringing we in Rudy, Rudy Gay to bring in, in the sixth man. I mean... I, I think I think Sacramento should be moving a lot of players, and I think I think getting maybe some Kufos, centers. Well, yeah, Kufos <laughs> is a center, so I think yeah. that's a very smart move to get rid of him because I, I think he's got a, a decently movable contract. Yeah, he's, absolutely. He's fairly young. He's nothing nothing special, but you can get something back from him. And you obviously he's a good uh, bench center, and yeah. that's all. Look, there's teams, look, even the Bulls. That's why we're talking to them. It's we could use a backup center. Why not backup Brooke Lopez? I mean, you gotta you gotta <laughs> definitely relieve that logjam of Stein Cousins. Kufos and uh, Papa Giannis, so I think obviously that would that would definitely help there. And I mean, Macklemore, the project really hasn't worked out yet. I mean, yeah, we haven't seen it. It's we're not saying it can't happen. We're just saying that you know Sacramento severely stunted this kid's growth if there was any chance for him to develop. Yeah, I, I, I do you think you think I, I, do you think the Kings? This is going to be their final move. Are they just looking to move Gay? Kufos and and Macklemore? I you think, think it's kind of just one of those things where it's like, hey, these guys are out there. But anybody, do you think they, anybody want them? My thing is, do you think they go bigger? They go bigger, bigger fish on the market. Well, what, you well, think they're going to trade fish. to Marcus? Cousins. I'm just saying. Do you think that's? A, do you think that's a? If, oh. they, if they can't move, just, just, if throw, they can't, just throw the name out. There, if they Sean. can't move cousins, if they can't move anything like uh, of these players, if they can't move Gay Macklemore or Kufos, do you think they go bigger they fish the big to fry? Dog. Yeah, and, and maybe they try to package them in to to, to move them out and get more value. That could not be. right now. I think you want to see this team play first. Well, it's I want to see what Coach Yeager can do with Boogie first. And I mean, is it one of those things where I think he's the Demarcus Cousins whisperer? Not a chance. But it's one of those things. If you are in that front office, you're thinking, "Hey, we brought this coach in. I want to see what he does with them, and then we can move forward. Maybe by the trade deadline, a little bit before." There's a chance Cousins will be in our discussion podcast about who's going to be traded where, who's going to be traded when, and then they start talking about a deal. But before the season starts, I feel like it's, okay, we got to see what our new coach can do with this guy before we think about trading him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think that I, I think they might be moving Gay just so they can kind of get their young players going. Or, or moving Macklemore so they mm-hmm. can get guys like Malachi Richardson going, and, yeah. and I, I kind of relieve that stuff so they can go in a younger direction. And Jaeger can kindly kind of see what he has with their with their young players because they know what they're getting from Gay. And you know, I think that you know a guy like Gay doesn't really mess well with Boogie, and, and doesn't really mess well uh, you know with the players they currently have in, in in stock. Obviously, the Kufos thing makes sense because they have so many centers there. I think that they want to see who they what they have in their young guys before they go out and trade a guy like Boogie. And if that move ever happens, I mean, I don't know if that move happens, but if they do go out and, and tra- trade a guy like Boogie, they need to have someone that can replace them. And before they do that, they need to see who they have to replace right. them. Until you, until you get a good look at Papa Giannis, I, I feel like you can't pull the trigger on trading Boogie yet. But, I mean, is there value there? Yes. Will there be value there at midseason? Absolutely, because teams are now looking for what's going to put me over the top to compete against the super mm-hmm. teams. And look, Boogie's got value. He is still the best center oh, in the enough. league. Uh, I, I want to see. I, I still. I, I'm pushing for the Celtics to make that move happen. They've got all the pieces they need to. Would they do that now that they got Al Horford though? I feel like no. I feel like that. <laughs> well, yeah. Horford could play power forward. That, which yeah, is what he probably wants to do. But, but I mean, contractually wise, would you want to pay Al Horford's contract isn't as bad as uh, <laughs> as the ones we have seen? They're this going off to be. Season. I say this next offseason, they're going to be even worse. So, but it's one of those things where. Yeah, with the Kings, it's just like, eh, who, 
They're middle of the pack team. They're not, not going to get go, anything. They're not going to break away. They're not going to get anything of su- substantial value, I think, for these players. Where we're going to see a trade for Ben McLemore, and it's going to be like, oh, okay, that happened. They're so, just going to move some small, some some smaller pieces to get some different faces well, yeah, in it's there. Like, okay, let's, they've already seen what they've got out of Ben, and they're well, like, you know what, we can do without this. Let me throw this out as an example. Let's say they work a trade out with the Bulls for Ben McLemore. What pieces would the Bulls possibly give them? Snell. Second Snell. or second? Snell and second. You, you, yeah, look at, you look at that and go, okay, well, that was a shit trade that I don't care about. It's like the Cameron Barstow trade? Yeah, it's like the Cameron <laughs> Barstow trade where it's like, eh, whatever, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, we got Spencer Dinwiddie. Woo! So, so with the King, and there it cut him. Uh, <laughs> so with the Kings, uh, at, at point guard, they'll have Jaron Collison. And yep. then behind him, they'll have Garrett Temple, who they signed from Washington. At, at shooting guard, they'll have, most likely have Aaron Falalo starting. Yep. Then McMurray will be backing him up. And then they have Malachi Richardson, who they drafted. So they're kind of creating, you know, getting rid of that log jam there. Yeah. And, and I think Malachi Richardson, is going to come in. Yeah. And, and I ha- can't wait to see him play. And have Richardson kind of be in the rotation quicker. Rudy Gay, they, they signed Matt Barnes and they have Omer Caspi, which. I mean, maybe you move Barnes Malachi still a good to the defensive three. Presence. Yeah, but maybe you move Malachi to three, and maybe that's why you want him to start. And maybe you keep Aflalo there for shooting because Malachi is more of a driver uh, and more of a scorer that way. So, I mean, I don't, I don't really see. I, I, I see the point of moving Gay because he has a value, he's value, and you, you can obviously get something back, uh, whether that, whether that's draft picks or not. But right, I, with with the Kings, it's it, just it's, rock all centers and forwards. I'm telling you, yeah, they team height. Scale at the one, uh, but <laughs> I think I think they need. All, I think they they're just looking for something to either keep Boogie interested or to just get this team going down the right road. Because yeah, I feel like they're just trying to trying to shift pieces around until something sticks. Because look, they they know what they have in the guys they've got already. The new draft picks we have to wait and see on, obviously. But I, I feel like it's just a matter of let's 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 move some B and C pieces around and you know if somebody comes in as a better fit great if not it's not a big loss like they have that flexibility because they have no aspirations for a title they have no chance for you know a, a really good playoff run so really it's just down to well we can go for a top 10 draft pick or we can go and be a mid-tier team that's yeah. it mm-hmm. And and I can't I can't blame you know I, I give the Kings a lot of shit which I mean they kind of deserve Credit it. Credit do yeah but I, I understand I the moves that they're making. I hope this team just comes out and performs really well this year. Just but so I hope, well enough I hope, to keep staying the lottery. But I hope well enough Papa to get the Giannis. Yeah, like you're hoping eleventh pick. A stellar season. Papa John Papa yeah. John's Papa for John. MVP. I'm not, I don't know why people think I'm actively rooting against these kids. I don't think it kind of sounds like it. No, I'm not. But <laughs> we literally have no expectations for them. A reach is a reach. You can say a reach is a reach. It's doesn't mean it's a bad pick. It just means it's a reach. It means you could have got the value deeper in the draft. I believe your exact words were, it's a bad pick. It was a bad. It was the worst pick. It doesn't mean he will be a bad player, but it was the worst pick. If a value, like from a value, a value wise, it was the worst pick. Here's a player, though, to calm you down, Sean. Here's a player for the Kings, though, that I think needs to step up this season. And if he doesn't, I would even think about maybe moving him, not this year, but maybe next year, Willie Cauley-Stein. He's decent defensively. Yeah, yeah. but and he's a guy where it's like we had bigger expectations for him last we, we've year. We've always known he's limited on the offensive end. Defensively, he's a good presence, decent rim protector. But, yeah, I feel like now they've got a lot of centers. They're mm-hmm. stacking up. And, Could, and he'd be maybe a piece that a team may want because he's younger and doesn't have the, uh, I feel like Papa the problems John, that Boogie has. I feel like. If Boogie's going out, they're expecting Papa John's and uh, Colley Stein to be their one-two punch at center. And I think that's fair. I think every team should have a good defensive center. 
even if it's just a bench guy, but you need someone who can step in because you don't want to get destroyed against teams who can, and it's it's ugly. So mm-hmm. I, I think that they're going to keep him. I feel like, he, but you're right, he does have value, and they yeah. could be shipped. Yeah, they definitely could be shipped. Do you think who, who? Where do you think? Who do you think is the most likely to be moved? Do you think it's Rudy Gay, or do you I think, think Rudy Gay? Ben He's been Rudy Gay's been well. Ben's the easiest to move yeah. because his value is lower. And but Rudy why. Gay has been uh, on trade talks for two years now. Like he's gonna get moved. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna happen. It's a matter of time. And, and not to not to bash on the Kings before before you know it's, the summer league didn't get too it start off too well for them. They lost eighty eight to forty seven right away. Papa Giannis didn't play. Willie Cauley Stein shot well, two for ten that's from the why field. Papa John's didn't play, man. He's gonna add forty no, points off a, the bench. I, baby. I think they shot twenty-eight. They <laughs> twenty-eight percent from the field. Really didn't help him. So rough pa- opener. Papa John's is a plus forty every night, man. Will Rudy Gay be a bull by the end of the season? I was just or gonna, I was gonna throw that. Is any of these players going to the Bulls? I hope not. You, I, mean, I hope not. Why, why not Kufos? They do. Maybe maybe Costa Kufos, but if any of these players come to the Bulls, I don't go like, yes, we got them, nailed yeah. it. I just it's a Spencer well, Dinwiddie of. Whoop de doo, Basil. Well, what think, does it all mean? I think Kufos mean? is better than a Spencer did with Dinwiddie, and yeah. I think Ben McLemore is a decent shooter. Oh, I yeah. think I think these Co- guys can be. Costa you know, Kufus could add something, but like a Ben McLemore or Rudy Gay, I just go. <sighs> okay, I just want to see D Wade. We still have no idea what the Bulls are doing. Yeah, until at, they at the end hit of the, the floor. Until they hit the floor, and I see this team play. I don't know. As far as management and the, the the direction of this organization, we're not getting younger. We're getting older. We're making a push for the playoffs in the wrong I can't, time. I can't be, wait for the season premiere of Hard Knocks in the Bulls whoo, locker room. To be completely honest <laughs> with you, I want to see Rudy Gay be traded to the Bulls, and then I can honestly say the Bulls are the worst front office in in the league. And, and but the think Kings of all that, would be the best. But think or, of all that talent. We'd be moving up. Yeah, I say the best. <laughs> you really. just said the moving best. Up. <laughs> Move it up. I, I want to quote that. Sean not, says the Kings. They're not beating the Warriors. Right <laughs> Sorry. All right. But yeah, no. I, I think I think a team like Chicago trading for Rudy Gay would definitely be a mistake. Is there any team that out, out there and, and they're like, all right, they should trade for Rudy Gay. Or they should go out there. Maybe the Thunder. I mean, they have a lot of young talent. Maybe they do bring in a scorer to kind of fill in the gap of a, yeah, of a KD. I mean, he's not. I know he's not the, the same shooter of, of a KD, but. I think he's got a decent mid-range game. And he's, he's Clearly the Knicks. Basket. Just, just, the Knicks. Just stack on to the Knicks some more. Pretty fair. 2011 yeah. championship, man. <laughs> Pretty fair. Uh, yeah, you know, Kings are looking, for, looking to move Kufos, uh, Macklemore, and Rudy Gay. Bulls are in talks. And uh, put Rankin on a, on, on, a, on a list somewhere because if Rudy Gay goes to the Bulls, <laughs> we're going we're to get, get a five-hour behind the pen of him just roasting. Uh, guard packs, but let's move on to our final topic, and it's going to be the summer league. Woo! Orlando uh, summer league wrapped up, and Utah wrapped up. I don't think there's an actual champion for the Utah league. I think I think they just play. Mm-hmm. There's six. Uh, th- I think there's three, six teams, and they play uh, back and forth. I think it's yeah. uh, the 76ers, Celtics, Spurs, and Jazz, or four teams, something like that. But uh, anyways, are you the, weirdly excited for summer league? Because I'm weirdly oh, excited for summer. League. I've been watching Orlando. Vince Carter's been killing it on the mic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Orlando, been doing good. Orlando blue. Uh, won the Orlando Summer League, and mm-hmm. uh, I think the or Utah one was about three days. Who's impressed you so far out of these uh, rookies and out of the out of these players that you've seen in the Summer League? Oh, it's Ben Simmons. Like I, we all knew Shocker. he was good coming in, but watching him play against guys who have either a been in the league for one to two years, some NBA D leaguers who are trying to get their chance, or you know fellow rookies, he is so good. His passing touch is phenomenal. He has great vision. It, it, the only thing I feel bad about is his teammates don't even like realize the pass is coming half the time. They're going to have to get used to that. But the, the man has a wonderful touch on the ball. And, look, he can pull down boards. He can still score. Scoring he's got to get a little bit more comfortable with. But, 
Look, he is he is as advertised at this point to me. Well, and here's the thing: the best thing about Ben Simmons is his passing. Like, yeah. there was that one bounce pass that we watched, like the like a thousand on, times on loop, where it was just he's looking this way, passing over that way, and it was just spot on. Here's the one problem I have with the summer league mm-hmm. is for guys like Ben Simmons. It's one of those things where, yes, we can see, like, okay, you need some development here where he's really good here. But like you said, most of the guys he's going up against on the hard end are he's going up against guys like himself just coming in, D-leaguers, and guys that have been in the league one or two years. Unless you're Michael Beasley. If you are, be easy, if, baby. Unless you're be easy. But if you're a guy like Ben Simmons, I expect you to own these guys. I expect you to play better than the guys that have been here one to two years, or at least hold your own against a guy like uh, D'Angelo Russell, who's been going into his second year and looked pretty good with the Lakers. I want to, it just makes me go, fuck this. I want to see him play against the big boys already. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously you want to see that happen, but it's. But I'll take what I can get for no, now. The finals just ended, Ricky. Calm down. I know, but they, I they just want to see him go. just got drafted. They I need want to, more. They I need to rest. More. <laughs> they need a summer off. They Literally need the just got drafted. I mean, you just got to relax here. I mean, but but the thing is, uh, you know, with. with, with um, God damn. With the thing is with the summer league is yeah. Yeah, obviously there's there's some parts of the the summer league that is is flawed. You know they're not going up against the greatest competition, but they are going up against guys who have been in the pro game for a decent time. I mean mm-hmm. you, you look at a guy who's who he didn't you know blow me out of the page, but kind of made me say, all right, I can see his game. It's Thon Maker. I know you you're you're having a heart attack and, and panicking over that. Deep breath. But you know you kind of made the point of you know th- maybe this is how he would show if he went to college and, and played in the college. Yeah, game. Yeah, level of competition in summer league. Is similar, if not a little higher than college. Yeah, and the thing, and the thing with that, I mean, and maybe the guys aren't the guys aren't trying as hard as college. I mean, well, that's true. It's, it's a summer league. You see so some easy buckets outside of the guys who are who are you know trying to desperately show and prove. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, with with a, with a guy like Thon Maker, it, it's more of looking like, all right, what does he have to his game, and what can he contribute to an NBA a NBA team? And what I saw is uh, obviously the the length that he has, and and the length made him dominate on the board. He soaks up rebounds. Yeah, he soaks up rebounds, and that and then and if you're you're gonna bring that to a team right away. I mean, that's gonna be gonna be huge there. And then that obviously led to scoring points under the, or, uh, you know, scoring chances under the basket. Mm-hmm. And then he also had uh, some great closeouts on shots. And I think that his stroke looks decent enough. And the thing is, is I was expecting him to get bullied or or lost in the game at, at first. But he didn't look lost. He didn't look like he was, you know, uncomposed or right. or, or you know, kind of shaky or uh, out there. He looked composed. He looked like he can at least handle some of the pressures of the NBA game right well, away. And the part where you say get bullied, I want to put a pause button on that one. Because in the summer league, like well, you yeah, said, he's not going some, up against some, Cousins some yet, guys but. aren't going 110%. And also, there could be some guys that look up and go, holy shit, that's not Maker. I don't think I don't there's think that moment. Doing that. Like, the, no. the younger kids that are like, oh my God, this is the kid. I mean, he knows. is 23, so there he, are younger kids than him he's there. He's really, like, and plus he's really tall compared to some players. I don't think they're, I think they're used to it. When you, get to yeah. a, when you get to a guy who's been in the league, like, even like a Boogie Cousins, no one's going to be intimidated by him, and he's not going to be the one bullying people. I don't think it's going to be. How can you stand up? I just want to, for Thon Makers. How can you stand up to the vets? Like I, he's a guy where it's like, okay, I expect you to have a good performance in summer league. Not as good as dominating eighteen year olds because you're twenty three, but I expect you to have a good summer league. Yeah, well, the guy you expected Thon Maker to have a good summer. League? A decent one. I mean, why is that? We look at what he what he brings to the table. Potentially is great, 
And most of the guys in Summer League, like you said, are guys that are still working to develop, fighting for roster spots. These aren't the guys that are like perfected their craft right. and are the elite pros of this game. So if he's gotten like it's one of those things I mean, where it's still how like, far can talent take you? Yeah, but I mean we're still talking like top fifteen hundred players mm-hmm. in the NBA. I mean, when you think of the best fifteen hundred people at something in the world, that's that's still pretty good company to play against. I mean I know there's a very large difference between the top and the bottom of that talent scale, but these are still professionals. These are still the guys who are literally in that top 1% of what they do. So you have to respect that. Well, I'm just worried with the... We saw all the fucking hype after his mixtape of oh, owning I mean, kids yeah. that are five so, years younger than him. He he, he, he dropped like saying, 30 a night. I'm and, just saying let's you know. fucking pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes on the Thon Maker. Okay, look, we were, no, I feel like is, we were so far against him mm-hmm. that Sean, Sean and I are on the same page again. We agree podcast. Uh, that You know what? It's coming he, soon, guys. He did provide a very good uh, effort down low. He didn't get as bullied around as we expected him to. And look, he, can, he still has a very fluid shot. Mm-hmm. You know, so look. Even though he didn't make any threes, which was a little disappointing, because we were, I was looking to his range to his, kind of mm-hmm. play out. But. He wasn't off. He wasn't airballing. I mean, he was just hitting yeah. the rim. He just, he just needs to become so, more accurate. So look, we're, we're, I'm not saying it was, and that's uh, why I made the yeah. kind of comparison of this is what I would expect to see him in college. Well, this yeah, is what I would expect to see. That's the thing. He's going up against guys who we would have been playing against if he, yeah. if he went right away and didn't take the fifth yeah. year in high school. The but thing, the one guy I'm worried about is Buddy. Buddy, yeah, Buddy, had Buddy struggled. Game. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're you're talking about a guy who. Played four years of college, was talking about Wooden Award winner. He just he couldn't make his shots. This is a guy. This is a guy who lives on shooting. Yeah, that, this is a guy that's who his lives entire game. It's just I, I scored the ball well. Mm-hmm. And the thing with a guy like Thon Maker, I mean, you know, he's he's he obviously showed his defensive game. He showed his offensive game. He showed his offensive you know touch around the basket. I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's as much as you can ask from a guy. I mean, he, yeah. he showed his potential of shooting from deep, and, and he showed his ability to stay composed with with a guy like Buddy Heald. He was. Getting lost, he he wasn't looking like you know the next star of the Pelicans. He wasn't looking like the guy who's going to be next to Anthony Davis. He didn't look ready yet, and that's that's very worrying to me for a guy who played four years of college ball. When you look at a guy like Chris Dunn, yeah, played five three of, years of college ball oh. and dominated. Chris Dunn dominated. broke ankles game one. I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed watching him play the entire game. He was on it. He was locked in on defense. Like he got down in that stance, he was just like, "Bring it!" Couldn't have, bring couldn't it. have pulled the trigger, could we, Garpax? Oh so my I'm god, Tom Thibodeau is just like, this is too easy. <sighs> I mean, he's loving Chris Dunn right now. Chris Dunn not only showed He's that, not even coaching him yet. Yeah, I know. <sighs> but he already showed that A, fantastic passer still. We, we I mean, we've we known that. that. Yeah. But the fact that playing off the ball, they brought in um, Tyus Jones and let him run point for a little bit. And Chris Dunn was able to play the, play the off guard mm-hmm. and just spot up shoot. He could take the ball. He drove. Look, he has a really good feel for the game, and I think he is just oh, he is flourishing right now after that one game. The thing, the thing that we say, you know, or the thing that we're just kind of saying, it's is a limited that, scope. But yeah, these guys, it's a limited scope. These guys aren't playing up against M, you know complete NBA talent, mm-hmm. and they, these guys aren't trying a hundred percent outside of the guys who are trying to make an NBA team. But still, twenty seven points and the way he shot fifty percent above fifty percent from three, above fifty percent from the field. I mean, he dominated. He looked. Like an NBA pro, and he looked like he shouldn't have been there, and he's a rookie. I yeah. mean, look at guys like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, flashy passing, but really didn't dominate the scoring wise. Uh, Brandon Ingram was decent. He, he was really good. Yeah, sh- I really, he was, he was oh. good scoring. And, and, I, I and go was, on about Brandon Ingram, and he, and he was good from the field. But 
Chris Dunn looked he had dominant. Yeah. He looked better Across than D'Angelo Russell well, at that, some points. D'Angelo Russell, Russell and Moutier, I would even say. Yeah. I would say he looked better than both of them. Look, D'Angelo Russell and Moutier both have had one year in the league. Uh, Moutier dominated last year's summer league. D'Angelo Russell did pretty good. Their regular seasons, uh, towards the end, Russell picked up uh, to the point where we kind of expect him to be. But this is summer league, and they're getting outshined by a kid who's just coming out of college. Are you kidding me with that? D'Angelo Russell should be a point of like 30, 35 well, right now in uh, summer league. 20 points, 11 rebounds, and nope. 6 assists. Sorry, I mean, that was pretty, not enough. It was impressive. It's not and, enough for someone who's going to be your superstar but, of your team. But, I mean, look, look, 11 assists for a point guard that small, a 6 assists. He was still the leader of that team. I don't really think, I think Chris Dunn did play he more was, minutes than him. He did and, play... I'll give. You, he took the first quarter off. Yeah, maybe. And, and Russell and Russell was working on his post game. So it's. I mean, was it a bad performance from Russell? No, I'm not God, saying no. bad, but I, I feel like going against like what talent, talent wise, he should dominate. I think he was. He was. I, dominating. I feel like he, he, he was the best player on that Laker team. Okay, I'll give you that. But like, look, we're talking about the game. Inspector Gadget. I think oh. yes. Yeah, he <laughs> yes. was. He was. Brandon Ingram, though. Can we, can we talk about Brandon Ingram? Because I fucking that loved man. Him. Like you were talking about Ben Simmons. I like Ben Simmons and his passing. Like, he had, but, but Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Ingram, like, holy shit, this is a kid that, like, what he said, the comment of, yeah, I'm not intimidated about uh, taking the spot of Kobe, it showed, like, okay, in a few years from now, we're not going to be talking about can this kid fill that hole. He's dropping points like crazy, and his, his shooting motion is so fluid. Oh, it, it's beautiful. Watch him drop shots. He has a good jab step. He knows when to take it to the hole. Uh, body control on the foul, like the pass yeah. that he got in the foul. He didn't make it, but the body control. His wingspan, oh. I mean, those blocks, he just oh, came yeah. up like a, that was, a ter- I, think, I don't know uh, Tom from uh, ESPN, I forget his last yeah. name. But he, he said he had pterodactyl Dactyl. wingspring. Right. And it, 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 was, it was perfect. I, 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 like the go- I like the Inspector Gadget reference better. Yeah, no, but it was. But more how he did look <laughs> like Teradaka, how he's just like coming out. But like, the arm literally, it was just like, it just kept going. Yeah. Like he just kept reaching and reaching, and it was just like. He got it out of that. What was that like two, three blocks? Mm-hmm. It was it was awesome to watch him play. Yeah, I think I think the Lakers have, have a great young core and and, and even uh, Zubac 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 yep. looked good out there. He looks smooth. Uh, so look, I I'm excited, so I'm, excited. I I mean, Dave and I said two to three years, Lakers are making the playoffs with D'Angelo Russell. Even if he was, I mean, the kid wasn't trying, and the kid wasn't trying. He put up twenty points. Yeah, I don't, I don't care if you if you're saying it was a, not an impressive. It was an impressive performance for me. D'Angelo Russell can lead this team. Brandon Ingram, obviously showing he has the skill sets. I know he didn't have the best of games. He wasn't putting up 20 points. But still, for the first ever NBA debut, putting up 12 points and looking the way he did, I mean, that's going to obviously be big. We know Clarkson's potential there. And, and the real question was, how are they going to fill the, the 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 hole in the middle? And Zubac had a, had a really good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he, I, think, good. I think he'll be suitable for it. I think he'll get more Mets as the season goes. I, it was, it was you know, early look plus his Euro play. We've seen uh, the tape on that. So... He definitely can fill in right away for this team, but they're, they're going to probably move him in over time. It's a transitionary period for them. And, I mean, you've said it time and time before your two to three years are a playoff team. I looked at this team in Summer League, and I went, okay, I can maybe see the point to where I can't say no for sure. The only thing that is going to not, not hinder, that's not the word I want to use, but their biggest back. obstacle that they're yeah. going to have to overcome is with the Western Conference. I feel like there's going to be more 
good teams than there are playoff but spots. Also, there's gonna that's going to be the biggest but, obstacle. But you you look at that, and there's teams that are definitely going to be falling out. I mean, if we look at if we look at San Antonio, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're going to ever fall. I mean, not, with, with Kawhi yep. and Marcus, they're not going to fall out of the playoffs, yep. but they're obviously going to you know decrease a little bit because they're losing all these vets that did keep them up there. Golden State's obviously not going to change, especially if they keep around KD. Oklahoma is obviously going to be different because you know we we don't, we don't know if Russ is going to be staying. You're saying Russ is leaving. If he goes to a Western Conference team, then that team's well, probably going to take a jump. For the sake of argument, let's say Russ stays. Yeah, let's okay. say he stays. So, so if, I would say Oklahoma would consistently yeah, be a still playoff be in team. The playoff to me, it's the Mavericks and the Rockets. You're out. And then, you got to talk about Los Angeles I'll, if Chris well, Paul leaves or Blake. For the sake of argument, let's just look team. at this year. As this is. year, let's not look to the future yet. As of right now, if everything stays the same. Mavericks and Rockets, you're out. Everybody outside of the playoffs. Jazz are getting better. Well, I don't think Nuggets are getting better. I don't think the Lakers make it. The Wolves are getting better. Yeah, I don't think they make Lakers. And the Lakers. There are four teams that, as the years go on, they could get added into the pot. And there's only eight spots. Yeah. There's only eight spots to work see, with. See, you know, if we look at this, I mean, if we're looking at it two years from now, right. if we're looking two years from now, when, when, I, when I think the Lakers can make that jump up. We're, Minnesota's going to be in there for sure. Minnesota's definitely going to be in there. Especially if Chris Dunn plays like he has been. Oh, in the summer yeah. League. I mean, this, yeah, team, this team's going to be near the top. Uh, Golden State's going to be in it unless KD moves or unless something crazy happens. Because of, of their cap yeah. ceiling. Yeah, or say Steph through. has a lot of issues mm-hmm. injury wise or, or something like that. So, Golden State, if everything stays the same with them, uh, Minnesota's going to jump up. San Antonio is a term, team that I could see fall, but I don't think but they're going to fall they? out. They've, fall. they've got the you know the young guys coming in, the Deontay Murray. But the, how long the will it take Murray to take? Kyle Anderson? Yeah. But how long will it take Murray to, to, yeah, to develop? Yeah, but do you really think they're going to fall I, completely out of the playoffs? No, that's why I said I think yeah. they'll fall a little bit. Yeah, they, that's mm-hmm. why I said I think they'll they, fall a little they've bit. They've got enough talent who are already at their peaks or you know in their prime right now, plus they keep bringing in these young, smart guys. I, I think this team just keeps reloading. OKC is definitely different though. OKC, OKC is a different case because you know we obviously we have the Russ pending Russ free agency. We don't know what he'll do. You know, contract wise, will he do a one and one? Will we see the cap jump up a, a different year? Because I think now it's it, it's uh, going to be one hundred two instead of one hundred seven. I think early reports are saying that. Yeah. So and Oladipo is free at that point. Too. Oladipo's free. I think Adams' contract will be coming up. Cantor's contract will be coming up. So that may be a completely different look there. Los Angeles Clippers, they're getting older. I mean, CP3 is getting older. Even even he leaves Blake, you know, he hasn't been the healthiest guy there. DeAndre right. Jordan isn't a superstar. He's a very good player, and he's he's a very good defensive player, and he's a very good finishing around the rim, very good rebounder. But I don't think he's going to be uh, you know the star of any team yeah, there. But will it be worth a max contract in the league? Probably. Why not? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Uh, but but Portland. I mean, that one's kind of that one's kind of difficult there too because how much can Dame get help there? How, right. uh, and, and will Dame want to stay there? Uh, will CJ still be able to be performing the way he is? Dallas is out because they're going to be losing Dirk, and they're going to need need to start rebuilding. Utah is definitely interesting. Yeah, the there. fact that they had rebuild teams too. There's a lot of teams, and, but I, I still think I, the Lakers are going to be a good enough team. They're going to be well well coached with with Luke Walton. I think they have the right vision in place. Did they have one of the worst signings in free agency with Timothy Moskov? Yes, but was it a nonsensical signing? No. I mean, looking at the contract and looking at the player, it was a bad signing. Does it make sense a little bit? Yeah, you can see where the, what, what they're doing there. But but they did have good signings with obviously Luol Deng, who we better forget about him. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, there's there's a lot to like about this Laker team, and if he could stay healthy, uh, I think this team can do can can make the playoffs. They're going to sure. grow really well. Yeah, yeah. And, and with uh, obviously you know D'Angelo Russell. 
playing fantastic in the summer league, played fantastic in his first first league when he, or first year when he was actually getting playing time. And we obviously talked enough about Brandon Ingram because this kid's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And if Zubac can develop into the guy he is, and if they keep their third pick, or you know, if they're in the top three next year, that's they, a tricky they're, thing. They're, they're Are they going add, to be in the top? But, three? but I think they don't even need that. I, this is going to be another added bonus if they do get that. I, I think it's either you need it or you hit a home run on a Russell Westbrook in free agency. It, you need one of the two. I, I don't. Th- I think this team with the players in place can make the playoffs still. You, I think this, this team, team can need, still make the playoffs. There are still things you need to add to it, you though, need to a make big it man. better. You need a big man, but Zubac can be that big man. You you don't need a star. Uh, you got two possible yeah. stars with no, there. With no draft pick and— you have you, two possible. If stars you don't have a draft pick, you have to get something in free agency. That's the thing the Lakers have to do. But but the thing is, teams need a star, and they have two potential stars there: and D'Angelo Russell and Brandon Ingram. Two. Oh, that's for sure. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And they've got so, good contributors in Clarkson and Randall and uh, Larry Nance. Even I, mm-hmm. Nance always has energy. Like that man runs miles every game. And we'll see how Miles Goff recovers. We obviously talked about Dang. I mean, there's a lot, a lot. That, that that this Laker team has right now, and it's it's just about growing and developing. And by two years, I think they'll be yeah. there. I think they'll be there and ready to compete. I don't think you need to hit a home run in free agency. Would it hurt? No. <laughs> I don't think you need a top three pick. Would it hurt? No. But 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 then again, if they do get a top three pick, I mean, we're talking about this year. Maybe they're trading this number two for a guy like Julio Okafor. Maybe they get a pick next year, and they say, well, well, we need inside presence. You know, DeAndre, uh, Demarcus Cousins continuously rumored. Maybe we go out and get him. Ja, maybe he doesn't fit in. Maybe they need need help in Philly because they have a lot of bigs there. Maybe we move it. Here's the only reason why I think that pick is so important. Hmm. If this draft class coming up is as good as we say it's going to be, it never it's is. going to be like, man, the Lakers fucking got robbed by not having a pick but, with this one. Yeah, could they could they get could they obviously be missing out? Yes, but I don't think that hurts them that much where it's they're not a playoff team because they didn't get a draft pick in twenty seventeen. Yeah, I'm not well, saying it's that. Set if it's a player a little, that but... can come in and help them immediately, that's like it's kind of like saying if they didn't have the pick this year, would you have been? Oh, well, they didn't get a Brandon Ingram type player. Did if they didn't have them? a pick how this many, year, it would be awful. But how many players that are really outside of the first overall pick come in and help immediately? In a top three pick? No, top the first oh, first overall pick. Name how many players come in and help immediately. Yeah, there's not a lot. Like, outside of Darko Milicic because they won a championship. (laughs) Of course you would have to. You got to hit on the pick, but I still think top— if With this draft, top three, you're getting a prime player that can come in and help you. Yeah, uh, look, there's there's a lot of hype But my thing is, I don't think you need it. I I think, yeah, you do. You need one more thing to help this team. Okay, you need need something, but you don't need another star. You don't need another star. You don't. I'm not saying go out there and get a star. I'm saying go out okay, there and get something get, that if you're going can top, help you. If you're going top three, that's going to most likely be a star. The way you're talking about, you're saying they need another Giles, star. Giles Jackson and um, Fertz, right? Giles would be the perfect one because he's a power forward. But yeah. really, I mean, with with this Laker team, you have two stars in in Russell and Ingram, and you just need another guy like a, a DeAndre Jordan or or a guy like a, a, a kind of like a Demarcus Cousins who can make just or, or an Al Horford, Paul Millsap, a guy who can be a great rebounder and a great scorer underneath the basket you don't need a guy who could do everything and, and be the guy that you need to go to in, in late game situations because yeah. you have a guy like that in Brandon they, they Ingram have a very and a guy like that in, but, why would, but why wouldn't you want to add another that's piece why I said like it doesn't and grow hurt, them but you don't together. need it I'm yeah. not saying it's not it like, does, it, it look, Luke isn't going to sit there and pull his people in the fourth quarter just so they can maintain that draft pick I don't know it comes from that uh, that warrior mindset Dan. Yeah. they don't play the fourth that's because the they're season. up by 30 <laughs> there's a difference between every game yeah 
say, look, well, I'm not. I don't. I don't think this team is going to necessarily be out of the top or the bottom ten. Mm-hmm. So there's always that percentage chance they could get it. NBA Magic, you know, lottery. Who knows? They could still get their top three and be the eighth worst team in the league instead of you know the third. But I, I really think that they have a solid core of guys already. They don't. I'm with Sean. They don't need someone. It would be great if they got someone. But this team is still. If everybody stays and everybody grows at the rate we expect them to, they're still gonna be in the playoffs in two years, three years. Like it's right there. And we talked the we we talked the summer league, and uh, and one guy I didn't mention that I do want to mention, uh, uh, Demetrius Jackson uh, was playing pretty well in the summer league. He only started one game, but he he did pretty well shooting wise and uh, from three point line. I, 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 I like of course, DJ. he's gonna throw a fighting Irish in there. Hey, Ben Bentel didn't do too hot. <laughs> ben Bentel. So I have to root for something. Yep. yep. I, I love Ben, but he, he didn't shoot that well. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna wrap it up. We also talked about the Lakers, and uh, I think for like an be, hour. I feel I like. think they're gonna be a, 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 they, we close. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they're gonna be a playoff team in two to three years. Ricky Ricky thinks they need a big oh, splash. They're gonna, quick, they're gonna be a playoff team. I just feel like you need to you need something. LA to jump demands start you have a superstar mm-hmm. and a winning team. And mm-hmm. the question no, to end this, the question to end this podcast is: What do you think the Lakers should be doing? Do you think they're on the right track and don't need to add another player? And do you think they should be trying to win now and just trying to see what they have in this year? Or do you think they're like Ricky? Do you think they should kind of? You know, kind of hit the break a little and kind of go for that top three, or, or do you think they should go out and get a huge splash in free agency next year, or do you think they should wait and let's see what they have in Russell and Ingram? So tell us Need down below. Need to pop that in the steroids comments. in there, push you over the mark, and push you That's over that play over the seventeen win mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, whatever. Uh, anyways, that's going to wrap up this podcast. I'm Sean Anderson. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Schwerbo. You can follow Ricky Widmer over there on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. And you can follow Dave at on the Twitter underscore. at Dave underscore tweet. Uh, Dave, uh, God, Dave, you messed <laughs> it up. Uh, you can follow Dave on Twitter. Dave at Dave underscore don't underscore tweet. You can follow Most Valuable Pod on Twitter at Twitter. Uh, no, at <laughs> Twitter at Most Valuable Pod. Uh, you can find us on Snapchat at Most Valuable Pod. If you're listening on SoundCloud, hit that like button. Hit that repost button. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that like button down there. Subscribe to our channel we're growing every single day and it's been fantastic to see also we're roasting someone from mvp at 3000 subs so do not forget to do that but that's going to wrap up this podcast and we will see you next week thank you for listening to this mvp podcast follow us on twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts